Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Thermal Podcast. The COVID-19 crisis is unprecedented in scale and its global reach. The infection rates are climbing and the world's medical professionals are being tested like never before. Social distancing is becoming the new norm and everyday life is being affected in unprecedented ways. And that includes gliding clubs across the globe. Dr. Dale Gunter is a family physician and president of SOSA, the Southern Ontario Soaring Association, which is located an hour west of Toronto, Canada. I've reached Dale in Dundas, Ontario. Hello, Dale, and thanks for coming on to the Thermal Podcast. I understand you and your fellow board members have made a decision about your gliding club. What have you decided? Yeah, well, it's been a, a tough week for sure. Things have changed every day, uh, but we have decided that the uh, the club needs to close at this point, and uh, we need to uh, support people staying at home and staying away from other people. So why did you actually feel this was necessary in the gliding environment when people are usually a wingspan apart anyway? Yeah, that's so true. I mean, in a lot of ways, gliding feels like it's the very safest thing that we could be doing, you know, t- uh, up there at thousands of feet in the sky, far away from anything contaminating. I mean, is it not the most pure sport that there is? Um, and all by ourselves. But um, there we are. We have this, uh, you know, this situation where uh, we start to realize that we actually are in contact with each other more than we expected. Uh, we're all touching the same control surfaces. Um, we often have two people in a in a cockpit that is actually very small with uh, air that is very contained. Um, and so there are some aspects of this sport that are not safe at all. Um, I can imagine a, a two-seater is almost like a flying Petri dish in that case, isn't it? It really is. You're right. Um, you, you'd almost be uh, you know reluctant to touch anything in there, wondering who was in there before you. Um, certainly, you know, we, we have some young people who are not going to be at any great risk to get infected or if they are to get that sick. Um, but we've got a lot of people who are uh, progressing on in age as well. And uh, if you put those two in the same cockpit, um, you're probably asking for trouble. As we know from everything we hear in the news right now, the people who are at highest risk are are those who are at more advanced age and maybe have um, the odd chronic condition that they're they're dealing with, and uh, the death rate in that group can be very high. So, really, not not safe for those folks. And if you look at uh, the Sosa Gliding Club, the average age has to be sixty or more. I mean, you and I are pushing sixty. We're at more of a risk than younger people. Now, you didn't say you were going to give away my age, Harry, but uh, <laughs> there you go. Now it's public, and it's all over the world. <laughs> That's right. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, and most of us have have some risk in being there and you know i think every day like every day the situation is changing so um so in my work uh in the medical field this last week uh with every day we have had a different directive about um uh, who to worry about uh, uh what is a sign that somebody is actually infected we're starting to realize that people are probably passing this around before they have their first cough um not a whole lot but probably some Um, We're starting to realize that people don't usually get infected just by sharing the same air, that there are these these micro water droplets that carry it. And um, however, a cockpit is a place where you could easily imagine micro water droplets making their way around from the backseat to the front and vice versa. Um, and uh, and masks and such are are not helping anyone to uh, to be protected from this. So so. 
you know, I think, though, that the most important thing is the entire world. Like, really, when have we seen the entire world agree that social distancing is is the way to um, to protect all of us and that it has to be early in the epidemic, not late? So here we are in this situation. Are we as a gliding club going to say, hey, we're so special or, hey, we're, you know, we're... Um, where we just have this really unique sport. I mean, the gyms have closed, the theaters have closed, the stores have closed. It's how can we be out there saying, snubbing our noses at that and saying, well, we're going to just go ahead and, and do this. Um, we got to find other ways to meet. We got to find other ways to stay, you know, flying in our brains at least. And uh, we got to sit down now and figure out what those are. What would you recommend to individual clubs who are trying to figure this out? You just struggled. Well, I don't think it was much of a struggle, but you and your board decided to shut down the club. What would you recommend to other clubs in the similar position? Uh, well, clearly, I, I think that every club has to shut down in Canada right now. We're, we're at a point in the curve that we still can do something about this. Um, and that is the epidemic curve. Uh, uh, there's so many curves in flying these days, aren't there? Um, but... Uh, yeah, this is a whole different kind of polar, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we, uh, so I, I think we do. There's a Soaring Association of Canada uh, annual general meeting this Saturday in two days. And um, I'm sure this will come up as uh, a question for the, our national body. Is there something that needs to be said? So. And they won't be meeting in person, obviously. <laughs> nope, you're absolutely right. Uh, an online meeting has been formed very quickly over the last few days. And uh I suspect there will be better attendance than there has been at in-person meetings. I'm noticing that about all of my online uh, get-togethers now. Um, there are actually more people there than we've had in person. So uh, it's not a bad way to do it. Now, Dale, let's say there's a club, a small club, winch operation, limited operation. Good idea or bad idea if you're keeping people apart? Well, from a purely, uh, you know, contagion point of view, we could run an operation of single seat, uh, uh, you know, towing or or winching. Um, that really could be very safe. People, it could be far apart. Um, we could be using disinfectant on hands and surfaces and all this kind of thing. Um, I don't think that's the case for when we're in a two-seater with two people. Uh, but but otherwise, there really it really would be possible to keep contagion down. But I think the bigger question is: is do we want to be the people that are out there saying um, we again that that this can go ahead when everything else has had to stop? And in the end, there's still going to be you know the, that wingtip that who how many people have just touched that wingtip going up and down the runway? That's that's where the real risk is, from nose to hands to objects back to noses right. back, uh, back to hands back to noses i mean that that's the thing and we don't realize how many things we're touching along the way i mean in the big picture we're only talking about gliding meanwhile there literally are people dying around the world yeah you're right it's a uh, it, it relatively speaking it is a very small price to pay um as glider pilots it hurts us terribly but People have given up much, much more, and many of our glider pilots are giving up much, much more in their daily lives uh, with families, with jobs, with incomes. Uh, so it's um, it's a small thing to give up. We we desperately want to keep up momentum in some way. Um, it's making us have to, having to think very creatively about how to keep up some kind of momentum so that when things lift, we'll all be back at the field and we'll be uh, ready to 
ready to roll again and, and won't have lost our enthusiasm. Now, Dale, you're on the front line of this crisis. Tell me what you and your colleagues are preparing for with the, the growing number of COVID-19 infections. Yeah, so um, so I'm a family physician in my uh, in my other life, and um, uh, we've had uh, everyday uh, uh, conference calls and um, and uh, directives come through that are different from the day before. Uh, my last week, uh, you know, literally in 24 hours, uh, everything turned upside down. I know they did for everyone, but certainly for us, uh, everything changed, and so. Who we're going to test, uh, who we're going to um, isolate. Uh, uh, this is changing every day. Um, how much people can move around. We're certainly asking uh, as many patients as possible to to stay home. We'll talk to you on the phone. Um, don't don't put yourself at risk if at all possible. And uh, people are actually very generally very happy to do that and and thrilled that they can get a bit of attention over the phone without having that. Right. Um, and then we're yeah we've got of course people who don't have the option of staying at home who are on the street and uh, uh, we're talking uh, now about the vulnerable people in society the people on the margins. For sure. Yep. Yeah. And and uh, and so many of them are uh, cooped up in shelters. Uh, so if you're sleeping in a shelter and the person next to you is coughing, you you're going to be pretty nervous about what's going on over there and is this about to um you know to start a fire in your in your shelter so so you're also um, working on trying to control the the spread of this by dealing with uh, those people on the edges yeah we're certainly working to find alternative spaces for them to be in if they are uh, symptomatic and uh, if they test positive for sure to be able to segregate them off since we can't just tell them uh, go on home um, and so, uh, so that's, yeah, that's a part of the whole thing. Dale, listen, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, best of luck, especially with the work you're doing. And, uh, hopefully at some point later this year, we will be catching thermals, but, uh, that is the least of our problems at the moment. Thanks so much, Harry. Thanks for the chance to talk. Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Dr. Dale Gunter is the president of SOSA the Southern Ontario Surin Association. He spoke to me from Dundas, Ontario. The Thermal Podcast will continue to publish on a monthly basis. The next episode will be out in early April. It will include a story about a unique one-off solar-powered motor glider and for you history buffs, a look at American combat glider operations in World War II. That's all on the next episode of The Thermal. In the meantime, stay safe, wash your hands, and check on your neighbors and fellow glider pilots. I'm your host, Harry Tenkate. That's it for this special edition of the Thermal Podcast.